Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Beham Brothers Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here with Emmett and Drew. We are going to break down the Mississippi State Bulldogs today. This is a team we've talked about at Emmett. Probably one of the toughest teams to predict coming into the season. They've got a ton of returning guys, but then they've got a lot of questions on the sidelines, which is really weird to say. Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of returners is definitely going to help just to clear off leadership. You got it. I mean, players are the biggest leaders on the team. However, you know, losing Mike Leach, God rest his soul, going to miss that guy. Uh, that's huge. It's a completely different offensive change now. You're not going to be running the air raid anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see how Will Rogers plays in a different style offense. Yeah, Kevin Barbet is going to run almost a power eye style offense. It's not quite going to be the power eye, but it's going to be under center. Um, they're going to run some jet sweeps. You know, they're going to run some, uh, you know, <laughs> they're going to run some some running backs right up the middle. Um, a lot of old school style play, and that's going to be different. And, you know, folks have talked about quarterbacks being system quarterbacks. The air raid is known to be the most, quote unquote, systemic quarterback, um, where a quarterback's numbers can get really inflated just because he's in that air raid offense. But, um, so we're going to find out whether Will Rogers is, you know, legit or whether he was just part of the Mike Leach system. Um, but in terms of this team, when we just look at this roster, if you go look at this team and, and look at this roster and their starters, their projected starters, that is, on offense and defense, the 22 positions that are listed, there is not a single projected starter that is a freshman or a sophomore. Every single one of their projected starters is a junior or senior, and most of them are seniors. Some of them are six-year super seniors because they're still finishing off their COVID year uh, of eligibility. So, like you said, Emmett, this is a team that's got a ton of leadership on the field. Yeah, and experience. They're going to know they've been in the tight games before. They're Mm -hmm. coming off a pretty good season. Nine and four. All you got to do is figure out how to win those close ones or make the large defeats closer. Right. And then just get over that hump, and maybe you have a magical season. Or, <laughs> yep, overcoming these new offensive changes, you collapse. You could literally, like, your ceiling and floor are the furthest apart than any other team in the SEC. I, no, I think that's a great. I think that's a great way to put. It. I think for a lot of teams, you kind of put them in this window of like, you know, there's like They're a three game, three, yeah. you know, swing. This is a team that could have like a six game swing. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's wild. I mean, how 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 far up or down they could go. Just in terms of stats last year, total offense, they were 61st in the nation. That's mostly dragged down because of their rushing stats. Their scoring offense was 42nd in the nation. Pretty good, top 50. Um, on defense, they were 34 to, 34th overall in total defense, 39th in scoring. So that's why they were able to go 9-4. and four. That's third in the SEC West, which I don't know that teams give them enough or that media gives them enough credit for doing so. And then they're returning all these guys. But you can't just return these guys and then change out the coaching staff and say, oh, hey, everything's going to be hunky-dory. That's, that's not no. how it's going to work. Zach Arnett's got a lot to handle on his shoulder. He's got a lot on his plate. Yeah, you're definitely right. And there's, it's really just about the schemes. That's really the biggest question on this team. And right. it's the only question, right. really. You know who the starters are. 
You know your team's motivated. They're going to be playing for Mike Leach, or they better be, or I'm going to kick their butt. Um, it's really just, is this new type of offense going to work with Will Rogers and the running back and the tight ends? And I know they're going to be trying to use the tight ends more. Um, it's it's going to be more of a pro style or power eye, like you were saying. It's it's going to be weird to watch. Yeah. Because we haven't seen it in a long time. It's going to be some old school football, um, which should be should be kind of fun, you know, to see. But we'll see how effective it is yeah. with this team. I think I just had this thought. Instead of Zach Arnett being the head coach, if he remained as the defensive coordinator, and if Mike Leach had some protege who was his next play, you know, the next you know great air raid play caller, if that guy were to have stepped in and been the head coach. You'd feel totally different about this team. You'd feel like, oh, this is a team that went nine and four. Yeah, and now they've got you know that Mike would become, Leach. That would become their floor. Oh yeah, that would become their floor. I mean, you'd be thinking, okay, can they, you know, can they replicate nine wins? Yeah. Maybe eight, right? Be the floor, and then okay, can they get to ten? Can they get to eleven, right? Yeah. Or, or do something better than that? But when you're changing the offense completely, you've got the defensive guy, and Zach Arnett was a really, really good defensive coordinator. Um, really kind of highly sought after. I think, you know, he's probably was going to be in some discussions for some other defensive coordinator jobs around the nation, maybe some head coaching jobs around the nation. You know, and then obviously these unfortunate events happen. You know, he was able to step into this Mississippi State role. But this is a guy that's got a lot on his plate to step into that. Um, you know, what kind of hand does he have in – uh, being a defensive coordinator. He's known for his blitz calls. Yeah. Um, I mean, he really brings a lot of pressure, does a lot of exotic blitzes, those type things. So, um, so you know, what, ki- what kind of impact does that have on the defense and on the offense with him bringing in a new offensive coordinator? You know, the, I, I, I just see impacts all around. Yeah, I think defenses are going to love it when your coach calls blitzes because yeah. – if you want to play defense, that means you want to be aggressive. Right, you want, you want to get out somebody. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's going to be probably weird him not being on their guy on the sideline necessarily. You know, he's going to be more of a manager than he is. Uh, hey, come to me, right? As a DC. Yep. Um, I don't think it'll affect him too badly on defense. I, I, again, the the main question with this team is how do they adjust to this offense, and that's going to be the, the story for them the whole year. Yeah, you know, and we'll go through what our projections are for this team. But you know, you look at this team; they went nine and four last year, uh, four and four in the SEC. And you look at it, and, and you know, there's people that are on the Mississippi State side. All, all, all the maroon and white fans are out there saying, "Hey, you're not giving us enough, enough credit." This, this was a team that was picked to come in last in the SEC West, um, and still yet probably still has more respect than a lot of teams in the East, but um, a team that was nonetheless picked to come last in the SEC West. But when you go through their schedule and you look at how they did last year and all the changes we've talked about, you can see where this is a team that quickly goes from nine wins to five, six, seven wins, you know, it's somewhere in that range. I mean, it it can just be vastly different. They can easily build off last year. Right. It's, again... That adjustment to this new offense, if they adjust, then it's a scary, it's a very scary team. Right. I mean, we're talking possibly winning the West here. If they adjust. It's a huge if. 
That that third game in the season versus LSU is a key game for yep, them. That's them. That's their season teller right there. I, I think so too. Um, that is a, a big big game for them. So, um, so this is a team like we said. They return a lot of guys. Even if the guy wasn't a starter, they're all upperclassmen. They do return. Um, uh, they return three of their starting offensive linemen. They return their quarterback. They return Jaquavius Marks, who's probably one of the most. Uh, unheralded running backs in the SEC. Um, man, he is he's a great running back. He doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. So in total, though, you're looking at, what is that, three, four, five, that's seven guys on offense that return as starters. The rest of them are all seniors and juniors. On defense, they return four guys, um, but the rest of their players are seniors and juniors. They do lose a couple key cornerbacks um, to the NFL and just graduation. Um, but this is a team that's got uh, got a lot of returning talent and a lot of returning players there. Again, it's just going to come down to can they put it all together and can this coaching staff get this team ready to play. I'll tell you what, returning that Mike linebacker is going to be huge because that's pretty much the quarterback on defense. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They've got all their leaders coming yeah. back. I mean, a lot of their leaders are all coming back, and um, it's a team that's going to have uh, a lot of potential to do a lot of good things. You know, it's just – we don't know what it's going to look like. You know, we I said it at the on the at the outset. This is you know probably the hardest team in the SEC to predict. Yep. I mean, there's just no other way of putting it. Again, this team could go six and six. Yeah. Or they could win the West. It's like crazy. It is. It, it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, I don't know that we've really kind of ever had a team like I can't recall a team like those in this position. It's a unique scenario. Yeah. I mean. They lost their head coach right? That, that ran an air raid, which is, I think, the only air raid in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it was just it's just a weird situation. Yeah, so let's run through their 2022 schedule and how they did last year. Again, final result was 9-4 and 4-4 four and four and four in the SEC. They started out the season with wins over Memphis and at Arizona. That was 49-23 and 39-17. What you'll see as we go through this and their scores – Listen to Mississippi State score because it's really all about matchups running that air raid offense. And so, again, that begs the question, Can these guys do these guys have enough talent to beat SEC teams when it, they just have to rely on talent? Uh, then they went and they played at LSU. They lost that game 16-31. That game is in the same spot this year, so that's another key spot for them. It's weird. I will say... The difference, though, is that they're going to start off with two home games, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that LSU game is a home game. So I I don't put too much merit in the home field advantage. However, it does affect the game. And I can tell you Mississippi State's going to affect the game. Those freaking cowbells. Yeah, they give you a headache. Yeah. Um, LSU, the, I think the advantage they have there is this is an experienced LSU team oh, coming yeah. in. It's a team that has a lot of good leadership from the head coach down. Jaden Daniels on the field. Um, they've got some good defensive linemen coming back. So, um, solid team all around. Yeah. And they're, this won't be their first test. They're going to start the season. LSU starts the season with Florida State um, at in, in Orlando. So, they're starting out on the road in, you know, quote-unquote neutral site. So it's not that team that's going to be ill-prepared coming into Mississippi State, coming into Starkville. You're right. I, I just – it's a 
We said it was a season teller right there. Yeah. If there's going to be an argument for State, there it is. There, that's pretty much yeah, the only argument you can make. No, I hear you. Um, so back on 22, they go, they play Bowling Green. They win that game 45-14. to They beat Texas A&M 42-24. to They beat Arkansas probably in their biggest win, I would say, of the season, 40-17, to just in terms of who they beat and the margin of victory there. Uh, then the then they go and they roll off a couple losses. They lose at Kentucky seventeen twenty seven and lose at Alabama six to thirty. Um, that's a pretty big loss at Alabama. It just shows the the depth of um, Alabama versus uh, versus of Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, and then they had a, a big game uh, versus Auburn. They they beat Auburn in overtime. You know, as an Auburn fan, I point to that game and I say, man, you know, look at you know we could have gone bowling last year. You know, off that game. Yeah, I think Mississippi State maybe sleptwalk on Auburn because Auburn had just fired Brian Harson. I think that's a huge point because this is the moment where Auburn season splits in half. Yeah, and we'll talk about it when we break down Auburn. But this is the second season. There were two seasons for Auburn last right. year. There was the potato famine, and then there was the Cadillac season. Yep, there were two different teams, and yeah. Mississippi State caught the good the good end of Auburn. Last year, yeah, it's good in and 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 still yet not prepared. I mean, oh, Cadillac yeah. and and the that whole staff had about three days to get ready for Mississippi State after Harson was fired. Um, so just a, a wild turn of events. But State does pull out the win in overtime. They beat Auburn thirty nine thirty three, um, and that game was in Sarkville. Uh, then they go, they play Georgia. They lose to Georgia forty five nineteen. That's how yeah. bad Georgia beat everybody last year. Uh, and then they finished the season strong. They beat East Tennessee State 56-7. to Then they beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl 24-22. And then they beat Illinois in the ReliaQuest Bowl uh, 19-10. to So, you know, they got some wins. It's almost like this is a team that sort of won the regular game. They didn't have any big wins, you yeah. know, on their schedule. I mean, in terms of names, Auburn would be. But Auburn had a really down year last year. Um, I, I, the biggest point of that game was Cadillac had three days to prepare for that game. Yeah. And it showed. Yeah. Because he he even admits he made, like, three mistakes, coaching mistakes. Right. Uh, like, basic decision-making. Yeah. Uh, but, again, what do you want him to do? He had three days to prepare. Right. And he just got thrown into the role. Yep. Um, what I'm saying is we should have beat you. Um, <laughs> so, they escaped that game, really. I wouldn't even say they won it. They escaped. Yeah. I mean, we were chasing them. I would say A and M and or Arkansas. That's their yeah. You you could point something. to A and M. You could point to Arkansas because that's an early A and M. Yeah, it was game. before A and M had really fallen off. Yeah, the cliff. so they probably were still like kind of had a fight in them. I think A and M at that point though had lost to Appalachian State, and so it was kind of you know there, really? there was some yeah you know that there was a little bit the of collapse had already begun. Yeah, you know there was a little bit of disbelief going on in that program. So, um, but. You know, they finished the season 9-4, and four, um, third in the SEC West behind Alabama and LSU, um, and beat a good Illinois team in a bowl game um, and, and won that game 19-10. to 10. But, you know, then Mike Leach passes away, and then they have all this coaching staff changes. So they bring in Kevin Barbe. Uh, he was Appalachian State's offensive coordinator uh, last year. They bring him down. He runs a little bit more of an old-school style offense. Um, like I said, it's going to rely on sort of some jet sweeps, some misdirections. His plan is probably going to be really to kind of 
drag the offense in, really make you think, hey, we're going to pound the ball, pound the ball, and then we're going to do some play action and we're going to hit you over the top. Um, so that's what his his team's going to rely on. Defensively, this was a really solid defensive team last year. You know, I don't know what kind of role um, uh, Zach Arnett's going to have in the defensive play calling or whether he's trying to, um, you know, really rely on his staff to take care of that. So I think the best role for him in that stance would be for him to, to be hands-on and, and continue to call the blitzes and, and do those type things. That, that, to me, would probably save their team the most. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right on that. Um this their their twenty twenty three schedule, it's just a weird. They're twenty twenty two. Sorry, it's just the weirdest nine and four record I've ever seen. Yeah, you look at it and you just say, you know, you kind of go, huh? You know, you can't say they won the games they should have. I mean, people probably would have said they shouldn't have beaten Ole Miss. That was a two point game. Um, but you look back and you go, okay, well, Arkansas wasn't great last year. Texas A M certainly wasn't great. This is where the cannibalism. Um, yeah, I mean, you beat Bowling Green, you beat Memphis, you beat Arizona, um, but you know, I think the one you could probably point to for that team. I think the one that really makes this makes a lot of people not believe is that Kentucky game. Yes, if yeah. if this team went ten and three and had that win over Kentucky, not that Kentucky's a, a huge marquee game, but then you'd really look at it and say, man, their only losses were to Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. Like, yeah, that's. Everybody else lost to them too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good point. Uh, it just—it's almost like they should have gone nine and four, yes, but they shouldn't have finished third in the SEC West. Yeah, that's where it's like. Not only did they do that, but they were also right behind Alabama. It's the softest nine and four. Yes, you know that, that <laughs> you probably seen. like. Well, you you got there, but yeah, we we're not sure how. Right, right. It's it's really tough to kind of get a read on it. So, um. But uh, that's how Mississippi State uh, came out in 2022. So they go into 23, and uh, we'll roll through their schedule here and, and make our prediction on them. So they start out the season uh, with non-conference of Southern Louisiana, and sorry, Southeastern Louisiana, and uh, and then Arizona. Uh, I think they're going to beat both those teams. Uh, they won their non-conference games last year. Uh, pretty handily, so I don't think they're not going to win those games. Um, Arizona's not a great program right now, um, and so I, I don't see them really struggling it's with either a home those game. Teams. It's a home game. Has yeah. Arizona ever played in the SEC? I don't know. I'm not sure. sure. They're about to get woken up. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Um, then they play LSU. They get or, Sorry, they get LSU in Starkville, and that's the game we're pointing to as a key, key game for Mississippi State. I mean, I can't give that win to Mississippi State. No. I, I've got LSU winning that I'll game. also say this, though. They don't have to win for it to be a win. If they come out of that game just fighting. Yeah. Like making it closer than it was last year. It's a one-score game. Even a 10-point like yeah. loss. Yeah. That's way better than it was last year. Even yeah. though they only lost by 15. Yeah. I don't know why, but, you know, 31-16 to 16 just looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but it does. But if you lose by ten to LSU at home, and you you kind of feel like you catch something going, right? Maybe you you win a few more games. And... It'll be a game, none either way, where you're able to tell how good is Mississippi yes. State going to be, right? You know, be able to everybody will know, <clears throat> right? Um, then they go, they play at South Carolina. Now we've done the South Carolina breakdown 
we actually talked about flipping our pick here. Um, this is a this is a real toss up game. Yes, this is a straight up fifty fifty. I mean, so Mississippi State certainly has more experience than South Carolina, but they got to play on the road at South Carolina. It's the first road game. It's their first road game of the year. They'll be coming off a game versus LSU, a big game versus LSU. Yeah. We gave the win to South Carolina, but like Emma said, it's a 50-50 game. Yeah. You could, like, it wouldn't take a lot for you to convince me that Mississippi no. State wins. No, it wouldn't. I mean, we, we... And it wouldn't take you a lot to convince me back the other way again. We, we went back and forth on that game uh, over and over again. We just had to put something down. So we, we picked South Carolina, um, I think probably because... We're big fans of uh, South Carolina Stadium and Shane Beamer and all that. So, um, you know, just rolled with yeah. rolled with them. But I could see Mississippi State going up there and getting a win. And that would be a big win for them. And in terms of final season results, that would be another kind of, yeah. you know, big win for them. Then they play Alabama. Um, you know, for all we point to Alabama in terms of, you know, them being down, man, there's they still have like the most five-star recruits in the nation. Yeah, their their down years are just simply not making a playoff. Game. Yeah, it's a, that's a, insane. Their down years are 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 two lost seasons. I yeah. mean, so um, you know, it it's a enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough it's to give that win. To an and end. Alabama handled them last year. Alabama beat beat uh, Mississippi State thirty to six. Yeah, I I don't see this game going much different. I. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The I, I, LSU game. Here, here's a question for you. Okay. Here's a question for you. Get look this up. When was the last time Mississippi State beat Alabama? <sighs> it's it's been a long. That, what I'm saying though is Mississippi State plays them close every year. They do. So I can tough. see it get closer. I was at the game. Uh, I think Derrick Henry was at Alabama. We went down and watched uh, watched them play, and uh, it was a close game, um, but. But Alabama won the game. But it really felt like Mississippi State should have won that game. I know, and that's how it, it feels like I don't that remember a lot the exact of year of that. But it was, uh, yeah, Mississippi State always plays them hard. Yeah, and I guess what I was about to say was, I don't, I'm not about to say Mississippi State's going to beat Alabama. That's not about to come out of my mouth. What you I'm want about to say, you want to say, that. I do want to. <laughs> I want to say Alabama's going to lose every game, but I'm also not dumb. Like, they're good. <laughs> uh, if they do what I said against LSU and play them close. And that little bit of momentum, kind of like when Auburn yeah. went to LSU and lost. Same yeah. type of deal. Yeah. They go to South Carolina and win. They get to play Alabama at home and maybe redeem their season. I don't know. Maybe they make it a closer game. Yeah. Do they win? No. <laughs> Do they make it a closer game? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. They get to have another heartbreaking loss to Alabama. Maybe. No. So, um, so they turn around after that Alabama game. They kind of get to recover. They get uh, Western Michigan at home. Um, There's no reason why Mississippi State should lose that game. They're going to win that game. Then they get a bye week, uh, and then they come back out of the bye week. They play Arkansas. I think because of that bye week and because Arkansas is going to be good um, but not great next year, Um, they'll be a solid team with K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders, you know, but they're not going to be just bowling over teams. They kind of had a letdown season last year, and they lost a lot on the defensive side of the ball. They lost a lot on the offensive side of the ball in the trenches. Um, but they do return some skill position talent. So, um, But um, 
but I think so. I think Mississippi State's going to get the win over Arkansas. I I agree. I, I'm I'm not too sold on Arkansas being all this and that yet. Uh, they've got to improve recruiting before I start really believing in them. Yeah, they've got a long way to go. I mean, KJ Jefferson is good, and but it seems like that team gets a lot of love and a lot of hype. I don't understand it. KJ Jefferson gets a lot of love and hype, and I'm not saying he's not talented. I, right. I think he is, but yeah, I, I just meh. Like <laughs> I just big bag of wind. No, nah, no, nah, I hear you. They they haven't been able to uh haven't been able to turn it into much outside yeah. of a lot of talk. Well who right? cares if you're good if you can't win games? Right. Right. You got one good player, but you go seven to five every year. No nobody cares. Right. Um, so then they go they play in Jordan Hare, Mississippi State does. They play in Jordan Hare versus Auburn. And I know as an Auburn homer, you're gonna pick Auburn there. Convince me that that's the right pick. I am going to convince you by saying, last year, look at the game. Yeah. You, you're watching the turn the turn of Auburn to something, to getting better. Right. Let me find my words. Then you add the fact that we just went to the transfer portal and like, improved on the offensive line, which was our biggest weakness last year. Mm-hmm. Then you add the fact that we've improved our wide receiver core. Then you add the fact that we've got three potentially great quarterbacks just fighting for a spot. Yeah. The biggest question is, is is our run defense going to be good enough to stop their running back? And that's a legitimate question. I, I don't I don't know, but I still think we can. I think we've improved enough coaching-wise, player-wise, talent-wise. It's in Jordan-Hare. There's no – I just don't see Hugh Freeze losing to Mississippi State. Yeah, from a matchup perspective, that's probably one of Auburn's biggest question marks is how do they stop the run, um, which if you can't stop the run, you're going to be in trouble a lot. Um, and that's where Auburn found themselves a lot last year. But um, However, the offense helps Auburn in that situation because if we're passing a little bit more. Yeah, if that's right. If Auburn's able to score, you know, other teams may feel the need to pass to sort of keep up. Um, but um, that's what it's going to boil down to. It's going to come down to that matchup. It's going to be Auburn's, Auburn's run defense versus Mississippi State's run game. I think Auburn's got the back-end talent at Keontae Scott. Um and DJ James and and a, and a bunch of other guys back there to be able to hold down Mississippi State's passing game. Yeah, but it's all it's all going to be about how well do they stop the run. Do you think our front seven have improved from last year? I would say they're relatively the same. Relatively the same. Well, we were able in to the run up. in the run game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. So there's that. And look at the score last year. Yeah. I mean, we're right there. Right. And I think we've improved enough on offense to beat them. So then, right. Then then you have to go to that side of the ball and you say, yeah. okay, are you going to be able to do that? Yeah. You know, offensively. I think we'll be able to score more. Yeah. And and it's at home. You That's know? a huge factor. I'm, I'm a big. And you'll have a you'll have a coach. You know, Cadillac did great things. But you'll have a coach who's, you know. Like actually has done Going to be prepared. You yes. Know? So, yeah. So, I give the win. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think Auburn gets the win there. Um and uh, and is able to beat Mississippi State, uh, but Mississippi State turns around. They play Kentucky. They get Kentucky back at home, and uh, man, we're really high on Kentucky. I think we're high on Kentucky, but I also think I just think coming off that Auburn loss, you know, that's going to be demoralizing. I think it is. Just the perception at that yeah. point, you know, even even then, I know that's late in the season, but you know, a lot of people are down on Auburn, rightfully so. Yes. But um, 
you know, I think if you lose that game, you know, you go play Kentucky. We think Kentucky's going to be a really, really, really solid team this year. Um, I think Kentucky gets the win there. No, yeah, I mean, I think it's more so Kentucky's going to improve vastly than it is State's getting worse. In fact, I don't think State really loses, like, a lot of, as far as how good they are, I don't think it's, they got that much worse. I think it's just a lot of teams just got that much better. People are catching up to each other. That's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, and you you think about Kentucky. I mean, Mark Stoops is known for his defensive prowess. This is a team that defensively, their total defense was 11th in the nation last year. And that was a down year for Kentucky. That's impressive. Their scoring defense was 13th. Now, their number one, their weakness was the rushing defense. It was 48th. That's still top 50. That's still pretty solid. Um, rushing defense there. They gave up 140 yards a game. Um, but if you can stop them from passing, yeah. you know, and all you can do is run a little bit, it's not like they're getting bulldozed over there. You know, you can shut down a team. So then it just comes down to Kentucky's offense. I think Kentucky gets the win there. Um, and so uh, out, uh, Mississippi State ends up with the loss. So Final three games of the year, so far, Mississippi State has four wins on the season. That's southeastern Louisiana, Arizona, western uh, Michigan, and Arkansas. So not a lot of big wins yet. And they've got Texas A&M, Southern Miss, and Ole Miss left. Um, But we feel pretty good about those last three games for them. I think that's more of Texas A&M, at this point in the season, I am predicting to have fully, like imploded and on itself yeah. i yeah. mean jimbo fisher might not be alive at this point we don't know maybe what's going on <laughs> uh ole miss I, people are high on you and i don't get it uh but you're up there you're you're in the top 25 and that'll be states that'll be states thing to hang their head on i think yeah. that's gonna be their big win which it always is yeah I, I, I think uh i think they beat texas a&m i agree with you there i think they beat southern miss and then i think they beat ole miss um, and uh, I think they win the Egg Bowl. But I'll, I'll also say this. There's a lot of games. South Carolina, you could flip that one. You could f- – no, you can't flip Alabama. Uh, you can flip uh, that Kentucky game because we really don't know how good Kentucky's going to be. Yeah. And this this Mississippi State, they won nine games last year. Right. That's the weird part about this whole yeah this whole thing right now. It, it, it seems like this Mississippi State team is a team that, you know – they will eat you alive. If you have any kind of weakness, they'll eat you alive, right? If you're a solid team, um, you know, probably got a good chance that, you know, it'll probably be a good game, probably be able to beat them. But if you've got a weakness, Mississippi State can beat you. They can expose that and they can beat you. They're not really going to really out-talent anybody. They're not just going to Go up and, and they're like a silent killer. They are. Nobody's talking really about them. They yep. didn't even talk about them last year. But but I, but I don't agree with SEC media in putting them last in the West. I definitely don't don't agree. I with didn't that. know they did that. Yeah, they put them as the last team in the West uh, coming out of SEC media days. Um, That's I don't agree with. That I either. definitely don't think that they're that low. I'd put them. I'd put them above Auburn before I put them in last. I, I agree. I mean. It's a team that has a ceiling, I think, of nine wins again. I think they've got a floor of probably six wins. Um, you know, that that's really where I put this team. Yeah, I agree. So we've got them going seven and five this year. You know, 
a, a so-so year for, for Mississippi State, and we'll see whether they keep Zach Arnett or whether they decide to kind of move on to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is his year to prove it, really. Yeah, and I, I think he does just get the one year. So, um, you know, hopefully Mississippi State can uh, can turn this around. Now, the big thing is, what do they do next year? I mean, that's, you know, you've got all these seniors leaving. This is kind of your big chance to do it. So 2024 becomes a big question mark for them. This has been the hardest team to talk about. It really has been. Because I mean, while I'm saying one thing, my brain is arguing against what I'm saying. Oh, no. It's very easy yeah. for you to sit there and say, but they're loaded with seniors. They're loaded with upperclassmen, yeah. you know. But, you know, then you look at it and say, well, what happens if they have an injury or, you know, something yeah. to that extent? I mean, you never know. So um, that's it for us uh, on this podcast. Uh, next week uh, for the Behan Brothers podcast, we are going to be breaking down uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. We're also going to talk about uh, Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Three exciting teams next yeah. week. We're really looking forward to bringing those to you. We wanted to kind of save those because there's so many talking points about those teams uh, that we can bring to the table. So we want to make sure we're really well prepared for those. And that's, let's not forget about the last week. We're saving the best for last and that other team. That's true. So we are saving Auburn and Alabama for the last week right before the season. And then once the season gets rolling, uh, we'll begin to break down each week's results, um, talk through the upcoming week um, and what we expect and any other storylines that pop up through the season. So we're looking forward to an exciting season. It can't get here fast enough. I'm I'm itching. I'm going crazy. I am too. I've seen too many highlight videos at this point. I've watched so many hype videos. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I know the transcript of the videos. By August, this point. <laughs> I think, is the worst time of year because it's right there. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just it's right there. Yeah. So and you're just hearing all this stuff about practice that you it's just not the same. Yeah, and you can't watch. You it's can only like break you can down watch. practice so right. much before it gets boring. That's right. Well, that's it for us here at the Behan Bros Podcast. Don't forget to follow and like us on Twitter. Uh, and Facebook, where we break down SEC news, stories, and more.